right, here we are back for part two of the Christmas special. Running through a whole bunch of things, which I hope will really help you out. Um, if you know anybody out there who's not feeling so great, for whatever reasons, whether it's the holidays or just life in general, go ahead and send them over here to the Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free podcast. So jumping right back into it, if you didn't hear the beginning, you didn't hear the other things we were chatting about, do uh, go online and check out the part one episode here. And uh, hopefully that'll give you lots of good material as we get right in here to part two. Uh, you know, the other thing I was um, definitely wanting to make sure we talk about here in part two is the fact that uh, there very well may be a biological reason that you are not feeling so great, right? Um, and I don't mean biological just because, you know, you're lazy and sitting on the couch and not exercising kind of biology. I mean, real biology um, that is inherited from somebody um, or that may have come about because you have, um, you know, some chemical imbalance going on inside of you um, or some gland of yours, uh, or thyroid issue that's not producing the right uh, amount of serotonin or dopamine or whatever um, are the, uh, you know, feel good um, or feel balanced or feel normal kind of hormones or chemicals that are inside of us. Our body is like one big freaking drug factory for sure. Um, we all know this to be true when we get scared and we get into that uh, fight or flight mode, all that adrenaline all of a sudden gets produced. Um, you know, we, we feel all different kinds of things uh, inside of us happen very rapidly because our drug factory internally uh, just kicks on and starts going. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm just a big fan of, uh, you know, testing things out, right, a step at a time and seeing what is helpful for you and what is not making a difference for you, whether that means you know, socially, um, you know, uh, social factors in the real world, um, testing those things and trying them, or whether it is uh, physical things, medical things, um, but testing them step at a time and taking them, um, you know, really taking a measured approach to it. So as you know, if you change 10 things at once and now you feel a difference um, or you see a difference, you don't know which one of those 10 things did it, right? So try to uh, approach it as a scientific experiment. You know, just change one thing and see if that makes a difference or not, okay? And then, you know, give it the amount of time it needs in order to make a difference. Um, you know, it's like eating healthy, right? If you want to lose weight, well, it's not going to take one day of doing that, you know? You need a certain amount of time for that to make a difference. Um, so by the same token, for any of these things we talked about in other episodes, uh, you need to give them the right amount of time. You can't go volunteer one time to try and feel part of, you know, something bigger than yourself and expect that that is going to, um, you know, now totally change your life around after, you know, one afternoon down at the soup kitchen. Um, uh, it'll make a difference immediately, though, I can tell you that, um, but it won't be sustained and it's not going to go from zero to 100, you know, immediately. So you got to figure out what's the right amount of time. I don't know. Of course, you want to say, well, how long should I give it? I, I would say with anything, you're going to have to make a 
kind of a gut level uh, guess at that, um, how, how long you should be trying each thing. But, you know, ask other people if they've tried it and how long it took for them to see a difference or not, right? And we're all different. So it might take you one time at the soup kitchen. It might take you 10 times because in the 10th time, it finally, you know, got to the tipping point, you know, or you had a realization. So I'm just using the soup kitchen as an example, but for anything, um, you know, you've, you've got to give it amount of time that you, you think is uh, right for you. Um, and when it comes to, you know, medical things and your biology, um, whether that is trying St. John's wort um, or L-thionine or drinking some good Japanese tea or uh, trying prescription medication that's been prescribed to you, definitely by a professional. Don't go out there and try and, you know, self-treat yourself, especially with the prescription stuff, you know, and read up and get as much information as you can, even if you're trying other things like St. John's wort, um, or other supplements, because that could interact with another drug that you're taking already. So just, you know, look for drug interactions before you do anything. I'm no doctor and not, not telling you what to do medically, um, but I am telling you to see a doctor and do your research. Um, and you might find, depending on the doctor you go to, they might just say, okay, well, here's a prescription. You're not feeling good. Let me write a prescription. Well, they could have lots of reasons for doing that because that's what they believe. Number one, they might say, yeah, depression or, you know, if you don't feel good, um, you know, our life sucks. Basically, what I think is just take a pill. You don't have enough of a certain chemical inside of you, dopamine, serotonin or whatever other chemical. Um, so just take this and that'll change that and you'll be fine. Uh, some, some doctors, that's what they believe. Um, other doctors are writing that prescription because they get uh, some extra bonuses by uh, writing that prescription when the drug representative comes in and, and uh, you know, I said, oh, well, we've been, you know, trying to promote this new drug and you've written a lot of those prescriptions because I gave you some samples two months ago and uh, yeah, I told you if you write, you know, a uh, hundred of these, you know, then gee, we can invite you to the conference so you can learn more about this particular drug conference just happens to be in Cozumel in Mexico at a nice resort and you can bring your family and blah, 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 all that fucking bullshit that happens every damn day of the world. Um, we don't need to look any further than the uh, terrible, um, you know, academics, amphetamine and uh, every other kind of freaking drug epidemic that's uh, happening in America due to uh, unscrupulous um you know, business people just trying to make lots of money and make it snow uh, money um, or their drugs. But um, hey, tea has drugs in it, right? And that comes off of a leaf in nature, off of a leaf in nature. And cocaine has <laughs> drugs in it, like cocaine, you know, which comes from a plant, whatever. So uh, drugs kind of has a stigma attached to it, but, you know, every piece of food you eat has got chemicals and drugs in it, right? So bear that in mind. So just do your research, try to, you know, learn from other people that have tested the things that you're thinking about testing, get their experience and feedback, go see the right doctor. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you get the feeling that they are thinking of you, um, 
uh, you know, but I, since I'm a big proponent of all of these external things having an effect on the happiness of our life and not only the internal biology that may be playing a factor for you, um, because it may not, you know, uh, your biology may be totally balanced and normal and it could be all external things that are creating your problems, right? Um, or it can be a combination of both. Um, but since I'm a fan of, um, you know, looking at all things, um, and especially you know, the external things that you have much more control of, um, you know, I highly recommend, like I say, you take a step at a time and, and test all of them. Um, and I, I've tried uh, different biological ways too in the past um, to help treat depression or just shit life going on. Uh, and you think that might be the answer, um, whether that's uh, you know, St. John's wort or a prescription. Um, and since we're all so different, you never know what's going to work for you, how long it's going to work for, um, whether it's a, you know, a supplement you're taking, a prescription or external work that you're doing. I mean, you know, going working at the soup kitchen can have a great positive impact for you, but, you know, being there, for certain amounts, some people are there for life and that's what, you know, keeps them going. And that's what gives them happiness all the time and, and the feelings that they want. Um, but for other people, and this is to not to fault anybody, but being in that soup kitchen for too long now can bring them down. And all they see now from that is, you know, the terrible injustice of life and how everybody is, you know, poor and stricken down and what, and it can end up depressing you. Right. So, um, you have to find the balance with, with everything. Right. And, um, you know, test them out and just realize that, uh, one thing, uh, may not work forever, you know, and it could be just one thing. I mean, who knows, you might, you know, start drinking tea, which has the L-thionine in it. Um, and that could solve all your problems. I doubt it will be one simple thing like that, but it could. Um, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you forever. Likely, it's a combination of things. Um, you know, it's your, you know, feeling stuck in your job. It is your trauma from the past. It is a great tragedy or loss that you just experienced, you know, recently. Um, maybe as a little or a good amount to do with your biology. Um, you know, there's all different factors and none of those things are going to stay the same forever because life changes and your mentality changes and the things around you, they're happening, you know, change and your ability to react to things changes. Um, and the amount of knowledge and experience you gain in life changes that can help you deal better with things that are happening around you your biology internally continues to change all the time. Your brain itself, according to studies, you know, has this plasticity to it that your brain is changing and the experiences you go through in the outside world and the thoughts that run through your mind and the mental techniques that you use to deal with life. Those things are all constantly, you know, changing your uh, malleable brain. Um, and, you know, there's some researchers that believe that, um, you know, maybe you have, uh, you know, a certain chemical imbalance inside of you or a certain predisposition to be a certain way or to have a certain illness. 
um, and it is uh, just basically not triggered um, in some people, and therefore that malady or, or problem doesn't come up. But somebody else um, who also has the same predisposition or also has the same chemical makeup as the first person, well, the second person, they do experience something in the external world that does trigger that thing, right? And now that problem, you know, is exacerbated and becomes a problem. Whereas for the first person, well, it never became a problem because they didn't have something trigger it. Um, you know, whether you believe in, in that possibility or not, up to you. Um, but I think it's certainly plausible, right? Uh, you know, some people go to the extreme of saying, well, this, you know, we all have cancer inside of us. It's just that you either experience something that triggers it or you're exposed to some other toxin or something that triggers it. Um, and now you've got cancer. Um, other people go as far as saying it's your mentality that has caused cancer. And I've talked on the show with cancer patients who have believed that they activated their cancer, that they caused their own cancer through their mental thoughts. Um, and those mental thoughts came about because of something that happened to them in life, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, I know nothing, you know, what is factual. And I don't think anybody really does um, about, you know, that perspective. But certainly it's like, if there's gasoline sitting there, you throw a match on it, the thing freaking explodes. If there's gasoline sitting there and you don't throw a match on it, well, it never blows up, right? So what the hell? That's possible for us internally too, right? So because all of these things are so damn complicated and so interconnected um, and everything changes all the time, just don't expect that, you know, something that works for you now is going to work for you later. And don't give up hope when something doesn't work for you now or it stops working, that you can't find something else that is now going to be the appropriate fit for you. You know, you just like with a, a chronic disease where someone is being helped with medication and that stops working for them because their body gets adapted to it, right? And now it's no longer effective. So they've got to go to something else. Um, you know, that, that can work with your mentality um, of feeling good or, or not feeling good as well. So um, don't give up, uh, keep trying and keep adjusting. It's the, it's the eternal adjustments um, that we have to make in life. Like we do every day, just to keep getting by. Right. So, you know, that's just some thoughts on the biology that may be, you know, playing a role in how you're feeling. Um, but you know, it's good news that, um, there are, so many other things besides biology um, that you can look at and address and can make a difference because i mean think about this uh you know med modern medicine you know has a lot of benefits right um but you know a hundred years ago obviously they there wasn't antidepressants um in a hundred years from now um there's going to be something totally different that the people that people are going to be using, right, to address uh, being stuck or pissed or angry or depressed in life or whatever. Um, so, but you know, long about a hundred years ago, people were able to do something um, to make it better, and it wasn't taking you know something from a pharmaceutical company. I don't know what's going to be a hundred years from now. 
but all I'm saying is there are human things that are never changing about us um, as people, as the animals that we are, as the homo sapien animal. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if I'm supposed to say homo sapien species or whatever the hell, but we are an animal <laughs> and that's our classification. And, um, you know, there are basic things that we can always address 100 years ago today or 100 years from now uh, and i talked a lot about those things in uh, the past uh, in part one of this podcast of the christmas special just feeling good about a holiday and connecting with your family or loved ones or being part of the tribe um right that helps well, that helped a hundred years ago and a thousand fucking years ago, right? I'm sure the one caveman out there walking and struggling by himself felt better when he became part of the pack and had support and more people to help hunt and, you know, to snuggle up to by the fire, you know, under their woolly mammoth blanket or whatever, right? So that stuff doesn't change. So that's the good news of it. So it may not be caveman times um it's modern days and you can which will be like caveman times for other people 500 years from now um but there's lots of things you can do so you know just to you know touch upon some of those things um you know the biology considering you know going that route um or investigating that um, certainly something you can do thinking about going to see a, a professional that can help you, um, talk, right. Um, psychologist, psychiatrist, life coach, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of exercise. So certainly getting the right amount of sleep, um, that you need and the rest for your body that can definitely have a big impact on you. There's lots of great research on sleep studies and I mean, we all know what the hell sleep can do for us um, when we need it because we know how we feel when we don't have enough of it, right? So, um, or we get too much of it. I mean, I certainly have gone through times where I don't want to get the hell up, right? And we all feel like that lots of times, but um, we end up sleeping too much for too many days in a row. And how do you feel after that, right? Versus getting outside and getting some sunlight, getting a bit of exercise by walking around. You're like, God, ah, this feels a hell of a lot better, right? So, uh, you know, pay attention to your sleep and the sleep patterns. And if you're getting enough sleep or if you need to, you know, try something like melatonin, uh, which I've used and works really well, I think, melatonin, uh, for getting a, a good night's sleep in a, in a more natural way um, and trying to avoid, you know, harsher kind of sedatives, uh, you know, uh, melatonin is something that I would certainly say, take a look at that. Um, like I say, you know, exercising, I'm a huge fan of just changing something physiologically to try and shock your body um, and therefore brain into a different mentality or different perspective. I mean, that's why splashing cold water on your face does something right for us as humans, uh, jumping into, you know, a cold shower, uh, you know what the feeling is when you've got to jump into a cold swimming pool, right? Um, does something for you, man, you feel alive, right? Um, and you know, if you're feeling down and depressed, laying on the couch and can barely do anything, go outside and spray yourself with a freaking ice cold hose. 
naked in the backyard. And I guarantee you, your mentality is going to get different quickly. I don't know what's going to make you feel good, bad, or otherwise, but it's going to change it. Uh, Tony Robbins, I saw a documentary I was watching on him. He's got like a four by four, just a little square. It's not a swimming pool. It's just a, a square hole in the ground outside of his house which is just filled with ice cold water. And he just jumps in that thing, like before a meeting or whenever he wants to get pumped up. And, you know, uh, that's a big physical uh, and psychological, you know, difference. Um, And it can make a huge difference to how you're feeling. Um, You know, those, I, you know, in, in uh, more Eastern, uh, societies more you know, than than the western societies uh just being in um ice cold baths and then back into a hot sauna you know so hot water is a cold water um i've done a lot of travel and it's just it's amazing how differently cultures treat the importance of your physical being right um, whether that's uh, sitting in a, in a sauna in Finland and hit yourself with some birch tree branches, which I've done uh, with, with strangers there um, and um, feeling what that does to you or being in Japan and going from a hot bath and jumping into an ice cold one, you know, they have ice cold swimming pool next to the hot sauna um, and I, I'm a huge fan. I, I just love doing the physical things um, that can make a difference very quickly. Of course, I love, you know, going rock climbing or taking a swim and getting your blood going. I mean, in between part one and part two of this podcast, I went outside, stretched out, did a bunch of push-ups, did some uh, tricep dips on a chair. You don't need anything. You know, all you need is gravity and the ground and you can exercise. So sorry, folks, don't give me that bullshit excuse. Okay. Um, I mean, I've just, I, you know, I used to teach, you know, fitness at a gym um, and self-defense and stuff and do a lot of martial arts. And so it's like, you can be in great shape, and never go to a damn gym ever, right? Um, and you can be really crappy shape, walking around an expensive gym, not really doing too much, right? Or watching something on your phone while you're trying to do some, you know, some uh, abdominal crunches or whatever. So, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but it's uh, it's up to you. You can really do anything you want to be doing, right? Um, and, you know, that just brings me to one point I want to touch on, you know, some of us, we love being the martyr or we love being the center of attention because we can sit there and say, well, this sucks or this is not good or I'm depressed or, and some people they're aware that that's how they get their attention and getting that attention is sort of like the respect that I talked about in, in the part one of this episode, but it's getting attention put on them, which is a basic human need. And some people know that they're using, you know, this, their current situation to get that attention or to get the pity or to be treated a little bit differently. Um, And they keep it up, you know, they keep up the sad story or they keep up, you know, the problems so that people listen to them or feel sorry for them or be a little extra nice to them. But I got to say that 
will never get you to where you could really fully be in life as far as your happiness level or feeling fulfilled. It'll it'll get you the temporary, you know, attention or satisfaction that that you want, but eventually people are going to get sick and tired of doing that for you, sick and tired of hearing the sob stories. Um, and hopefully you will get sick and tired of it yourself because you would say to yourself, I hope, you know, I'd rather be walking around here saying how fucking great life is, you know, and man, I just went out and did this and it was awesome. I climbed that mountain, you know, that we always used to drive by. And I said, I always want to do why well, freaking did it. So it's a great accomplishment and I feel better physically because I did it. And I have more self-confidence because I did it. And I met this freaking really cool person, you know, I was climbing up there and they were halfway up too. And they helped encourage me to get my ass up there. Right. And then I ran into somebody else and I encouraged them to keep going again. And we made it up there together. I felt like I was part of a little community or something bigger than myself. It's like right there that day you can hit several of the things I talked about in, in part one of this episode. Um, so it's amazing. The opportunity that is there for you all the time, you can do it, but you got to get up and do it. Now there's also folks out there who don't realize that they are just being the martyr or they are continuing their, their storyline that they're used to. And that is what is giving them you know, the attention or that is what is giving them basic human needs um, that they currently need in order to keep getting by. So, you know, take a look at that and ask yourself, how long have I been feeling like this? Do I use this in order to get my mom to be nicer to me? Because, you know, my brothers and sisters get the attention for something else, good, bad, or otherwise. And this is the way that I get my attention, right? Uh, so that I'm not lost in the crowd at work or at home or wherever, right? And you got to ask yourself those hard questions because maybe, you know, you are uh, comfortable in this state that you're in, you know, and I don't want to say it's, you know, you're not comfortable that you're sad or depressed or whatever, but you might be comfortable that you say, well, you know what, this is what I'm used to. And it gets me certain things that I need. Sure, it doesn't get me everything in life I want or make me totally fulfilled, but hey, uh, at least it gets me something. So I'll stick with this and keep doing that. Um, you could be doing that to yourself. And obviously that's not a good thing. So take a look and see if you know that might have something to do with it. Uh, exercise, of course, all you can. Like I said, um, it does make a, it's just such a, a great um impact on your life in so many damn ways. Um, and, you know, that, of course, includes how you're eating, what you're drinking, or what you are not eating or drinking, right? Um, because that has a huge effect on you. Um, everything you eat or drink is a chemical, um, and it can affect you positively and negatively, just in your mentality or how you feel about yourself or, oh, man, I'm, you know, overeating again. And then the literal physical ways can make you feel, I mean, you think about diabetes and, you know, heart disease with cholesterol and just all of that stuff. Um, you know, obviously what you're eating and drinking has a huge impact um, physically and mentally. So something to pay attention to for sure. Um, and mentally, obviously you can 
you know, go after, well, how can you change your thought processes, right? Um, I like something that I heard somebody say one time, you know, checking your thoughts. Um, and, you know, people will easy, easily say to you, you know, get over it or, well, be positive or whatever. And that's easy to say, but, you know, for some folks, you really have to um, come up with some method or technique, literally, that you can go to some checklist you can try when, you know, life is fucking crappy for you. Um, so, you know, research, you, you can find lots of mental techniques or watch some videos about cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, you know, look that up, CBT, if that's uh, something that uh, might help you. You might be the kind of person who needs that um, in order to help change your thoughts. Uh, I've watched lots of those and those are great. Um, but yeah, somebody said something about, um, uh, what the hell? Yeah. The one thing that they always run through their head is, um, is it useful? You know, when they've got like just terrible negative thinking going or some bad thoughts in their head or whatever, um, that is just bringing them down or whatever they ask themselves, is it useful, right? Like, is this benefiting me in some way? Um, and if it's not, then, okay, well, what is the point of, uh, you know, brooding upon it? Because I know you want to say to me, well, I can't just get rid of it or push it out or turn it off or that's for damn sure true. You're human and you cannot. Um, but if you say to yourself, you know, is this useful? Is it helping me or is it hurting me? Um, then at least you can you know, even if it's subconsciously, uh, hopefully that realization gets you to say, well, since it's not useful, um, let me move on to something else, or let me at least do something differently than what I'm currently doing. Let me open up, um, you know, some comedy video and start watching that. Let me go out and exercise. Let me jump into that freaking cold water, whatever it is, because the thing that's currently cycling through your brain is not useful right um, but you'll have different things cycling through your brain as you're trying to climb up that mountain and different things in your brain when you sit down and start chatting with another person right i mean your your brain can only you know focus or concentrate on a certain number of things at a time right um so you can do a lot in order to try and um you know push to the side those things that are not not being useful to you recognize them you know grant them their value it doesn't mean that the, you know it's not true or it's not a fact or you don't deserve you know to to think that um but then you know say to yourself well is this helping or not uh and then do something else hopefully that that is um so meditation you know is a is a great way to try and even empty your thoughts or, you know, get to some mindfulness as you probably have heard a lot. So that's, you know, simple to watch videos, um, to learn how to do that. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you, but if you put honest time and effort into it, um, it could be something that really changes your mentality on a long-term basis. And it can be something that you put in your toolkit, um, to go to, or you write on your list, uh, maybe you guys should be writing a list. Actually, this is good if you want to jot down a list. But as I said in part one, don't become crazy about the research and stuff. That can create its own stress. You know, just 
okay, make some notes, uh, do some research, and then you got to actually try this stuff, right? Um, so other things on your list, you know, besides meditation and trying to become mindful and em empty your thoughts, um, you know, could be about uh, filling your head, you know, with thoughts about uh, things you can be grateful for. Obviously, gratitude is a, you know, is a huge um, positive motivator. Uh, you might write that in a journal. You might uh, have something uh, that's in front of you that's reminding you of, you know, reasons to be positive. Uh, there's a good blog called the Positivity Blog by this guy Henrik in Sweden um, that uh, has lots of, you know, positive quotes on it. You can always go to uh, redbubble.com and search Studio 17 Designs. That's uh, with the number 17 in the middle and the letter Z at the end. Actually, it, it uh, is in the uh, show notes. The links uh, are in the description of this podcast. Also, we support them because they have uh, an inspirational collection. You can just uh, see their shop and look on the click on the inspiration collection and you can see lots of good stuff there that will help to motivate you in a physical sense, um, whether that's a magnet, sticker, whatever, T-shirt, et cetera, that you get for yourself or somebody else. And those kind of things are the positive things that remind you every damn day or you see it on the wall when you wake up or on your desk when you're trying to trudge through work. Um, you know, those things can help to make you grateful because like some, you know, some of their slogans I remember is like, you know, life sucks but cancer is worse or something like that. Or, uh, you know, my life sucks, but so does death. Um, so there's some funny satirical stuff on there and then just some nice, you know, stuff on there too. So check them out, please support them. Um, you know, besides being grateful for, you know, things that are around you or things you have in your own life, if you can't think of any, well, go volunteer somewhere. Um, because you will see folks who do not have what you have, um, whether that is they don't have the ability to walk or talk or see or run or buy food or sleep with a roof over their head, whatever, you're going to see people uh, who are in a worse situation than you are in some respects. Um, and hopefully that'll bring about some gratitude, you know, on a more long-term basis. Sometimes, you know, you're just feeling not good and, uh, well, going down and volunteering at that particular place, whether it's the animal shelter or anything else, uh, can be the pick me up that, that you need, but you got to do it. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I have, you know, plenty of friends who, and I'm, you know, nobody is perfect about doing crap for darn sure, but it's always kind of amazing to me, you know, when folks are talking about, well, I don't like this or, oh, you know, I wish this was this way or whatever. The opportunities to change those things are really endless. It doesn't mean the opportunity for you to, you know, make a little more money to take away some of the stress of paying your bills doesn't mean that that opportunity is there and that those opportunities are endless certainly not but the opportunity for you to um, bring something into your life that, that balances that you know on the positive end such as going and volunteering somewhere such as doing some painting or drawing that you've always liked to do and doing that 30 minutes a day 
or taking a walk and exercising so you can physically feel better about yourself, whatever. There's just endless possibilities of things you can do that don't cost you anything and are not in the control of anybody else. Um, and that is a fact, my friend. So um, feel fortunate and grateful that those opportunities are, are, are just there. I mean, one of them is listen to this podcast. That's a great opportunity. You can listen to so many podcasts, uh, watch so many videos. If you listen to this, you've got electricity and internet, right? You know how fucking lucky you are in comparison to the billions of people around the world who do not have that uh, electricity, let alone a computer or a smartphone, um, you know, to be listening to this. So that in itself right there, I hope uh, picks you up, you know, picks you up a little bit. Um, I'm always, you know, just today taking a walk actually on, on the, the route that I, you know, usually take. Well, there was a little trail off to the side. Of, yeah, fuck it. You know, haven't been down here in a long time. Um, and there's another little path over there. So, you know what, let me take that other one because who knows what's down it or where it's going to lead me to. Right. But even though it wasn't some great adventure, it was different than what I'm doing on a routine basis, right? So anything that you do routinely, you can change that up, you know, or try something totally different, something totally new that you don't ever do or place you don't go or go to the left instead of to the right or whatever the hell it is, right? Or change up what you eat. You have the opportunity all the time to try new things. And that might be the thing that you end up doing forever because you discovered it and you fell in love with doing it or you realized how it made you feel. And that alone can be a savior for you but it's never going to happen unless you try something different, you know, than, than what you're currently doing. So bear that in mind. Again, you have to do something in order to, to make a difference. Um, and I think, you know, that also talks a little bit about um, recognizing where you're at, right. And being honest with yourself. Um, you might not realize that you are stuck um, in some situation, emotionally, uh, or professionally. And that could be, you know, the thing that's dragging you down. So, you know, if you're wondering, why am I feeling like this? Or, eh, I've been happy for a while, whatever. Take a look at, you know, the things in your life and really, you know, I don't know, give them all a rating and see where they fall. Right. And where, you know, things are, not really uh, so great. And that could be, you know, one of the root causes of why you're not feeling so good. So, you know, take uh, inventory and then start to think about, well, what could I do to, you know, to bring that score up on that particular thing, you know, because that could be causing you uh, just a kind of chronic dysthymia uh, of, you know, not feeling so good. Um, and, you know, I talked earlier just about, you know, yes, you might be getting the attention you want because, you know, you're telling your story um, or you have a legitimate reason for it. But, you know, like I say, if you stay in that forever, it's not, it's not going to uh, benefit you in the long run. Um, 
And if you have to do it, you know, if you have to vent and get it out, which you, I, you know, I highly encourage, um, and I do all the damn time. What the fuck do you think I'm doing this podcast for, right? It's free self-therapy. Start a podcast right there in itself can be, you know, an outlet for you or something different, you know, or taking another path or making you feel part of, you know, a bigger thing or doing good for others. I mean, all of that can be found and all, and I get all of that out of just doing this podcast, right. And talking to you right now or having somebody out there listening right now. So that's a, you know, there's, there's a suggestion in itself, but you can be doing the same thing, just talking to, you know, somebody, you know, group of people or one person or volunteer to give speech at church or talk to some kids or whatever the fuck it is. Um, there's plenty of opportunity for you to do those things. And, and the point about that is that you can still complain, you know, you can still vent and get things out, but now you're doing it in a way that can be beneficial, right? It can be constructive for you or for somebody else, right? As opposed to just endlessly doing it. And it's really has no other positive, uh, you know, outcome to it, but you can still you know, do that and yet have it, uh, you know, do some good for yourself or for, for others around you. Um, you know, when I talked in part one about, you know, having a positive outlook on the future, uh, how, you know, if that's possible, um, or if you have a negative, you know, or you have a hopeless outlook of the future, that that's, you know, one of those things, um, that even Johan Hari uh, talks about in his book. And by the way, it's called Lost Connections. I couldn't remember what it was in part one, but um, good book to look up. Um, you know, realize that it, it doesn't always mean that tomorrow is going to be exactly how it is today, right? Um, I mean, you have to at least have that thought that it can be different because if you don't have that thought, you have no hope for the future, right? Um, but, you know, even in a short-term basis, you know, it's Monday and you feel shit like this, just say to yourself, well, you know what, Friday uh, has a chance to not be the same, or just because Monday feels like this doesn't mean that Wednesday 100% is going to be the same, right? And especially if you do something, um, you know, in order to try and make it different, then you have a chance of making it different. So just don't think that, you know, it's going to be the same tomorrow or the next day, because that's how it is today. Um, and I think that uh, also talks a bit about uh, how we tend to generalize, um, you know, wide sense of the word that everything sucks, right? Or everything is terrible, or um, nothing is ever good on the news, I would agree. Um, you know, whatever it is, those kind of like big, broad ranging statements that become your own mantra um, really don't end up serving you well because um, it is true, uh, almost nothing on the news is good, but sometimes there is something good there. And depending on what news you watch, there could be a lot of good there, right? I mean, there's news, you know, uh, broadcasts that purposely are all about good news. And I think there's some comedian who has uh, like the good news channel or something, you know, online. Um, and there's ways that you can, you know, combat 
those kind of really broad general thoughts that end up just overtaking everything because you know as negative as you want to be about your job let's say um there is something positive about it you know so this is that old adage you know there's always a silver lining or you can always find something positive in you know uh, the bad or whatever. Um, I mean, that, that saying or slogan is, you know, is correct, is true. And it's, you know, and it's stood the test of time for a reason, because it's true. So you can, um, you know, look at things in a different way, and try to find some specifics and watch news broadcast from a different country, you can watch that on freaking online or on YouTube or whatever, you'll be able to find stuff that um, will help you to realize, well, not everything is this way, or not all people are this way. You know, you know you're angry about certain people at your work. Um, I hope you're not angry at a certain group group of people or because they're different, a certain culture or color skin or whatever. But if you are, um, really push yourself to do some investigating and realize that all those people are not that way or all these people at your work are not that way you know or every doctor you know in the world is just trying to prescribe you medication and none of them are asking you the better questions of you know what uh, you know is bothering you or what may have happened in your past or what um, kind of job do you have and what do you feel like about your job or, or whatever, you know, and, and uh, there are doctors that are asking those questions too, so that they can say, well, I think maybe you should go see somebody and talk about these things as opposed to me just writing you a prescription. I mean, there are doctors that are like that. Yes, might be few and far between, um, but that possibility is there. So if you overgeneralize about everybody and all, um, that's just going to keep you in that that kind of negative thinking all the time um and if you are thinking you know negatively constantly um why don't uh doing the opposite you know of what's in your head um why don't you give that a shot that's something that you can always try and do uh, because you've got that internal you know talking you've got you know, the, the two sides of you, the positive side, the negative side, or the black and white, or the good, a good angel and the bad devil on each shoulder, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we all have that constant battle back and forth between those kind of two sides. Um, but if you've got a lot of internal negative chatter going all the time, um, you know, and like somebody's inviting you out, you know, and you're thinking, yeah, well, that's not going to be fun, you know, because I'm going to go with them where you have to balance that out and say, well, who knows, I'll go to that place with them. And who knows, you know, something great could happen there. And that's true. It could, right? I mean, who the fuck who wins the lottery, which has its own problems of having too much money too fast. Um, but there are some people that are happy after they've won the lottery, because there's plenty of people who are not happy and that's statistically factual um there's plenty of people who are uh less happy after they won the lottery than before they won it um, but for the folks who did win the lottery they didn't know that was going to happen that day right and when somebody said hey let's go out to wherever well maybe that's when they bought their damn lottery ticket and they were one of the lucky people who ended up 
being happy after winning the lottery, right? So you just you just never know what's what's going to happen, and everything can be an opportunity for something good to happen. So if you've got you know the voice in your head telling you, oh well, this is going to suck, or I shouldn't go and do this, or whatever, um, just do the opposite thing once in a while, right? And and uh, hopefully you'll be surprised by it. Um, and some of the things that you might have set up for yourself that you're hoping to do. Um, that you're hoping to achieve because you think that'll make me happier when I reach that. And it might, but, you know, be realistic with yourself. doesn't mean that just because you win the lottery, you're going to be happy or just because you make a certain amount of money that you're going to be happy. That, that is, there's no freaking guarantee of that at all. Um, and if you're only, you know, focusing on the destination, you don't enjoy the journey along the way, whatever, all those, you know, slogans and adages are true too. That's why they've stuck around for so long. Um, but, you know, I don't want to say be a risk, be realistic or, you know, set attainable goals. Um, but you have to say that too, um, because, you know, if you're going after things that are, highly highly unlikely not to happen um i just have to come up with some extreme example you know if you say you know if you are you know if you're five foot even and you say i want to be whatever you know i want and you are 30 years old and you say i want to um become a greater basketball player than Michael Jordan was or score more points than Kobe Bryant did. Well, that is highly, highly unlikely to happen, right? I mean, I know it's a ludicrous and silly example, but I mean, you know, if you think about that, um, that's the, the extreme, but think about that in, in your own life. Um, you may be setting yourself up for huge disappointment because uh, those things are too extreme. Now, there's plenty of people who never thought that they would become or achieve what they have. You know, um, actually, Warren Buffett tells a great story about uh, this lady, Mrs. B, who in Nebraska, she started a furniture shop. She could not read and write until she was dead. She still could not read or write. She had no education. She was an immigrant from another country you know, had her kid teach her English when her kid would come home from elementary school, whatever words that uh, they learned that day, the kid would teach it to the mom who was Mrs. B. And, you know, she started out of business with $2,500. And many years later, uh, Warren Buffett bought it from her for hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And you know, being an immigrant, coming to another country, not speaking the language, never going to school, et cetera, et cetera, you would think, you know, well, she will never start a business and sell a business for so many millions of dollars, right? But that happened, right? Now, so that's encouraging that things can happen. But if you, I don't think she ever set that as her goal, you know, when she, uh, you know, started out, uh, it was probably just to, you know, feed her family and, you know, help her kids and to help herself. Um, it so happened that it went the way that it did, uh, for a myriad of reasons. 
Um, and she was probably happy about that too. But um, like I say, it, it can be detrimental if you set your sights too high or too unrealistic um, or too difficult um, and you never get there. I mean, what a terrible thing if, if that's the case and you have killed yourself forever to get to that point. And number one, you don't get to that point. And number two, that's all the fuck you've done your whole life, right? And you missed out on every birthday party or you missed out on developing a good relationship with your kid and you missed out on those Saturday mornings where you you know could have gone and done yoga with a whole group of nice people and those nice people were there when you got sick or came by your house with cookies at Christmas or whatever the hell and you missed all of that because you're going after this other thing that was extremely difficult to attain right um, and in the end uh, you know, nobody gives a fuck and nobody's going to care whether you sold your business for millions of dollars or not, right? They're going to care if you came around when they needed some help or whether you were a good friend to them or, you know, a good dad or mom or brother or sister, whatever. that's what the hell they're going to care about, right? And hopefully for you, you're, you know, sitting on your deathbed, laying on your deathbed or laying on the middle of the road, you know, bleeding out because you just got hit by a fucking bus. I don't think you're going to think about like, oh, damn it. We didn't do so good in the last, you know, in the third quarter of this year and I didn't get the, didn't reach the revenue level. I wanted to darn it. I'm pissed about that. And now I'm going to die. You're probably not going to think to be thinking that crap. You're going to be thinking, damn it, I should have called my dad more or shit, I wish I would have worked this out, you know, with my best friend, you know, before I died or damn, I wish I would have went there and experienced this adventure before I got hit by this fucking bus today, right? That's what you're going to be thinking. So just try to keep all that in mind. But as you are trying, you know, to, you know, reach some goals in your life, be proud of the things that you do reach, right? Um, Give yourself a pat on the back, reward yourself in a healthy way um, as you know you do accomplish some things in life. And that's going to give you more self-confidence to keep going and more self-esteem um, that therefore you can use to uh, you know share your knowledge or expertise with somebody else. And that'll bring its own good feeling in itself. So when you do accomplish things, um, you know, you can feel better about it and it, it can do some good for you and even possibly others. And that, that actually is a good reason to not set your sights so hugely um, unattainable because then you're never going to get the good, good things that come out of, you know, rewarding yourself from the smaller accomplishes, accomplishments that you make. Because if you don't reach that huge goal, well, and along the way, you're just pissed all the time because you're not getting there yet. You're never going get, to get any benefit from the small goals that you, you know, could be accomplishing or may have accomplished and you don't even give them any due. So give, give them the due that they deserve. Um, you know, with exercise, it just made me thought, I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, but um, I try to, you know, make a, a routine that is, uh, something is going to benefit you, but at the same time, it's not going to bore you to death, right? Or it's not going to make you stop doing it because you're tired of doing the same thing all the time. So routine can certainly be good for you. 
um, you know, developing a routine that'll motivate you to get you up every day, right? So that you have a place to go to, um, whether that's going down to the park bench, you know, um, every day at a certain time, or whether that is getting up to go to work or just getting up and making a routine of taking a shower that day, you know, getting dressed, okay, um, doing your laundry, whatever the hell it is, sometimes just having a routine um, can help you, you know, feel better um, in life and less, you know, unsure of what's going to happen next, or, you know, can give you a bit of purpose. You might not have Mother Teresa kind of purpose going on in your life, um, but you can have purpose just, you know, by setting up a, a routine, right? And, you know, knowing that, well, somebody's used to me showing up at this time and they seem to like it that I go there and chit chat with them. Just even that little bit of motivation can help you to keep going because you've established some routine um, for yourself. And maybe that has a little bit of impact, you know, in a positive way for others too. So setting up a routine that doesn't bore you to death, um, you know, can be a good thing. And part of that routine, I would certainly recommend throwing in you know, things in there that you like doing that you enjoy, it may not be something that you can do to make money, it may not be the eight or 10 hours you're spending at work. Um, but it can be, you know, uh, listening to the get unstuck live happy and free podcast every day, as you're driving home from work, or it can be once again, you know, doing some creative or artistic thing that you enjoy doing. Well, it doesn't bring you any money. Nobody else gives a crap about it. You don't get an award for it, but you get some satisfaction. So whether that is, you know, baking a cake, whether that is volunteering, singing terribly in the shower, you know, watching uh, some comedy or watching some learning videos, whatever the hell it is, something that you enjoy, um, throw that into your you know, daily life in, in some way um, so that you can get a bit of enjoyment on a daily basis. Just that alone and building upon that can turn your whole life around because you never know what little hobby you enjoy can now turn into a little side business for you. And then, gee, it's going well. And then, well, I need a little help doing it. And now it ends up being a real business for you. I mean, it can change your whole life. But if you don't start it with that seed of doing something you enjoy on a regular basis, you'll never have that opportunity to change it in a much bigger way. Um, I'm a big fan of, I mean, I love music. I love sound and audio. Um, and when I was doing FM radio for years, um, just you know, being a DJ, and, uh, you know, hosting shows and stuff. Um, I happen to love listening to stuff through the headphones. So maybe, you, you know, uh, listening to music is the thing for you. I think, you know, as they say, another adage that is true, um, you know, music uh, soothes the savage beast or something like that. Uh, music is just like an amazing thing what it can do for you. So if you don't listen to much music, I would listen to a lot of different styles um, and see what, what you happen to like or what does something for you or moves you um, in any way. And that may be a certain kind of music one day or another kind of music another day or years later, you know, you appreciate something different than you did um, years earlier. But 
you know, I, I would keep that as a constant uh, uh, option uh, of something that can, you know, help you on a daily basis. Um, Any time in life is, you know, escaping into music is much better than escaping uh, into the bottle or escaping into a bucket of ice cream or whatever the hell escape that you might currently be using. So try music. It's a hell of a lot healthier and, and better for you. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, going out in nature, you know, and trying to, uh, you know, reconnect there more and use nature as something you can escape to. Um, certainly recommend doing that. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here, you know, anything that we haven't touched upon, because I'm just basically trying to rattle off a list of things that might be beneficial for you, you know, go and spend time with people you do care about. That's, you know, part of that whole reconnecting to um, people that are important to you, um, making a difference with them, regardless of whether it's a relative or not a relative, but, you know, spending time with people is going to be the thing that you're going to talk about um, uh, on your deathbed, right? Um, it's not going to be your work or your piles of money in the bank. I don't think anybody uh, laying there ready to die wants to have, you know, a pile of paper around them. Well, that paper just happens to have green ink on it. Uh, it's not really paper. It's actually fabric, our money here in America. But um you know, people um, who want, uh, you know, their dying wish is probably not going to be put lots of paper around me. It's probably going to be surround me with family, friends, and loved ones, right? Um, and I, I think that's just a great place to start, actually, because it it really is, I think, the most important thing as animals, as humans, um, you know, we're not grasshoppers. And I don't know if they care about their friends and family or not. <laughs> hey, let's uh, hop on over to Pete's place tonight. Ha ha ha, right? Hysterical. Um, but um, starting out with other humans, um, particularly people you may have a head start with already, like friends or past friends, reconnecting with them or family that you can reconnect with. And if you're already in touch with folks, okay, go to those folks and connect and connect and connect with them in a different way, you know, I mean, in a deeper way, right? Or connect with them more often um, because it is that human connection that I really do believe has the greatest chance to make an impact, you know, the biggest impact on how you feel on a daily basis. And, you know, even if you're on that desert island, it may not be the actual, you know, human connection that you're getting, but if you are, you know, carving a piece of wood that you're leaving behind for the next person to find, there's your human connection, right? That you're trying to fulfill. Um, fortunately, you're probably in a much better situation that you can, uh, as soon as this podcast is over, you can pick up the phone or you can turn me off right the hell now. Do it. Turn me off now and reconnect with somebody. Okay. Um, you can reach out to somebody in so many different ways and reconnect to them. 
You can look up where can you go tomorrow to connect to people and help them at the same time, some volunteer opportunity. You can think about something in the past that you used to do that was great when I used to go chat with these people. I used to hang out with this person or whatever and go back to that, right? Um, I mean, people you haven't talked to for years um, can bring back, you know, a bit of fun, laughter, smile, whatever, and they'll be happy to hear from you, I'm sure, right? So even just sit there and think, well, what was fun before? Who was a great person? Gee, who haven't I talked to forever? I should just call them up and say hi or shoot them an email, you know, um, or give them a message somehow. Because even if you're feeling the worst ever and the shittiest ever, you know, think about like, who was your best friend as a kid? Um, and research them and try and find them if you don't have a number for them or call somebody who might or whatever. And just sitting there, I guarantee you reconnecting um, and having that human connection again and sharing some stories about like, oh my God, I remember when we took our bikes to the fucking swimming pool, we climbed over the fans, you know, and, uh, you know, because it was closed, the community pool, and then the cops came and, oh my God, we were freezing our ass off. And then we, you know, had to tell the story, you know, to our parents of like how we lost the bikes and whatever it is, right? Um, I guarantee you it's going to put a smile on your face or it's going to make you feel a little bit better uh, for that small amount of time that, that you reconnect. So I just want to uh, throw some things out there over the holidays that um, could be a benefit to you. I hope um, some of the things have generated an idea at, at bare minimum, and I hope that uh, some of those ideas will lead to action and you will be happier for it um, because God knows it's fucking difficult for us to be happy, right? Regardless, just even if we lived on a desert island, we might think that would be great because then we'd have no problems in the issues, right? But we wouldn't have the benefits um, that uh, we get from not being on a desert island. So it's a toss up, right? Sometimes you need that time and space alone. So you go and take it. Um, but more often than not, we need that connection, um, that being part of something bigger than ourselves, that helping our fellow man, woman, and child, or animal, uh, or grasshopper, um, or environment, or just something bigger than ourselves. Um, and I hope uh, you've got a few more ideas uh, on how to do that, a few more tools in your toolbox on how to do that. And I would encourage you to take the first step. Um, and you can now think of all of those slogans or old adages about taking the first step or one step in a journey or blah, 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 blah. Make that your homework project. Go and look up as many, try and find as many slogans you can about the journey or life or taking a step at a time, whatever. There's plenty of them and they're all beneficial. So thanks for coming by and spending time. I do hope you've enjoyed the holidays or you are enjoying them. Uh, and I've uh, got New Year coming right up in a day or two. So uh, do enjoy that holiday as well. And, uh, you know, you're worth it. You matter. You're important. 
and you should take the time to do something for yourself and hopefully in turn that's going to do something for somebody else it's all we're trying to do here on this podcast of getting unstuck living happy and free i hope you'll come back and join us again join me rick your host here next time same place uh, you can always find it here and feel free to share it with folks i never really say that but um yeah i do i will ask you that if this helped you in any way yeah please do share it go ahead and copy the link or hit one of the sharing buttons i don't know where you're listening to this on you know any one of the platforms but hit that sharing button, send it to somebody or copy and paste the link and send it an email or text message and say, hey, check out these episodes. They're, they're kind of cool, you know, or you might find something helpful here. If it's helped you in some way, well, then I guess it's possible it can help others. And I know it's helped because we've gotten lots of good feedback on the episodes so far. So do enjoy it and uh, go out there, do something for yourself and uh, feel better, get unstuck, live happy and free. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you real soon. Best of luck with everything, but know that you have a chance. You have opportunity for things to get better. So come on back and learn some more anytime. Take care now. Bye-bye.